Hey everyone, today is February 18th and welcome to another Brooklyn Baritone Podcast. Hey again, thank you for joining us. I am Corey Ashley. And I am Natasha Ashley. Thanks for joining up again. Uh, hopefully you've uh, listened to the rest of our other podcasts and we will have many more in the future. Uh, you know, usually we talk about different topics that deal with uh, social and individual growth, uh, spiritually, all those good things, all those nice things that we talk about that people like to hear. But today's topic is leadership or leader. So usually with these things, I like going over the definition of our topic. Now, according to our dictionary here, a leader is a person who leads or commands a group, organization, or country. Uh, so pretty much, you know, the person in charge, basically, you know, the boss. That's what most people usually try to aspire to is being a boss, right? Uh, does that sound accurate? Correct? Yeah? No? Sasha? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Okay. Now, I know many people always look at leadership, look to leadership as like a specific title or, you know, you have to be of a certain ilk of some sort to, um, to be a leader. But, you know, we all pretty much live our own lives. We all have free will. We're all working or trying to be productive or just doing things to make ourselves happy, whatever it is. Now we choose our own paths. Now leadership or leader is that necessary for a whole world of people that is just chalked to the brim of free will doing what they want. Is that something that's necessary? I think that's something that is necessary. Uh, and not necessarily from an external person, but also I think from an internal point of view, you have to lead yourself because, you know, you are in command of a body. Millions, billions, quadrillions of cells working together. You have body parts, uh, functions, all that good stuff. You have to be a leader of yourself. But what about this basically, you know, trying to reel you in, Tosh? <laughs> you trying to reel me in? Yes. Let's talk about the leaders of today. Okay, what's up? With the, what's up with the leaders today? Any in particular, or just in general, leadership? Ninety percent, seventy-five, seventy-five percent to ninety percent of our leaders suck. Yeah, they're out of touch. They're not grounded. They're not intuitive. They're basically dictators, and Why they want to get the job done. Why is that? Because they don't care about people. And even more, even more so, supervisors are worse because they have a point to prove that they're capable of supervising, so they can care even less when somebody's sick, when their children are sick. Um, they want the job done. They don't have patience enough to take time to teach people who. To teach people the job. Right. Right. Okay. They leave things to themselves or leave other employees to teach other employees. Okay. 
All right. So, so basically what you're saying is that, and I agree, is that leadership is more than a title or just someone just stepping up and saying, I'm running, running things. Listen to me. Basically. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to have like a few questions lined up to keep the, the order of this, um, podcast, but being that you said, you know, today's leaders suck. Is it possible for anybody to be a leader like anyone out there? Or is it only a certain type of person? You have to have a certain education. You have to be built, uh, born into a certain family, certain mindset. Are you like planted here from aliens from outer space? It's, you know, is, is it like a secret? I think light? certain things you can't be taught. Certain things you have to have. That's what, what my manager told me. That I have this thing that cannot be taught. Not everybody have it. He saw me as a being a leader. And what he meant by that is you must care about people. Leadership does not tell you how to care about people. They tell you how to look like you care about people. Mm -hmm. They give you um, certain tactics to use, you know, to get the person to do what you want them to do. But people can recognize whether you're genuine or not genuine, you know, and... um when the thing is the thing about people is they will follow you to the ends of the earth and be very loyal to you if they feel that you actually care about them not to say that you have to go and have dinner with them and go and meet their family no but you 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 want to see them improve as a personal as as a human being you want to see them do better than what they're doing you you encourage you inspire you know and okay. leaders Nowadays, do not do that. They just focus on getting the job done. If you can't get the job done, get out. We'll get somebody else. They're not. They're not focused on. Some of their focus is not uh, on improving people. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So you see, and that kind of segues into what I've been noticing, because um, I know Tasha, she partakes in a lot of developmental courses, um, you know, on her own, very proactive, and. I also read a lot of books about leadership and also been in, you know, specific leadership positions myself as far as, you know, talk to my wife as well. So I understand that there's a need for, especially when you see all the material out there, when you see the amount of money that people are paying for, you know, not just motivational speakers, but for people who's actually quote unquote made it in the business world, or at least knowing how to connect with people. These people are getting paid, you know, all types of money for them to come out and speak and help train other people like you know we need more leaders we need more inspiration we got to get everyone to understand you know about themselves and their part of what well, you know their, their piece of the puzzle where it fits into everything so there's there's a there's an industry there's a mega industry you know some you know uh books i've come across like grant cordon i know he just recently had a big seminar um, I've heard about some people I know have actually gone there. There's another guy, John C. Maxwell. He's um, another author of another book of leadership. You know, I've read a lot of these books and there are people that are hungry for it to unlock more. It's good because we're not, you know, people are, are in a state of being more quote unquote woke. So they're trying to figure out more that's in life. You know, what we're doing is like, is all right, but it definitely is not the best. So we, we're looking at different ways to actually do things differently. And of course, how we do things, we need direction. And the best people to give direction are leaders. 
and we're trying to figure out how to do it because what we've been doing, like so much things, ain't been working out properly because leadership, like you said, it's not just people just telling you what to do or grooming people properly, just growing people properly. And the thing about leadership, I definitely found, figured out, you know, of course reading the books, but you know, as again, we follow the Bible, we follow Elohim. We have a relationship with Elohim. So we understand the standards for everything. So leadership is in everybody, but leadership is a position of humility and servitude. That is the thing that people always forget. And that's the core of being a successful leader is being humble. But at the same time, you have your standards. So you have your standards as a foundation. So you're strong. So you're not as down strong on stuff, right? You have to be strong for yourself, one. And then when people see strength in you, they will be drawn to that. Or they know you can be dependable. They know you're credible just by being who you are. You understand what I'm saying? So once you, you are who you are. You know, you being strong yourself will lead other people inadvertently. You know, it, would you, <laughs> you have anything to add about that, Tosh? <laughs> you know that dad had to say? No. Okay. So, so I guess what I'm saying is pretty accurate then. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Okay. So again, people have it twisted. It's not about being a boss because some people, they, they, they act really weird about people who actually, you know, big names, people who are successful or even their boss boss. They, you know, they, they, they could get quiet. You know, they get all nervous and stuff. Oh, the boss, the big boss is here. Gotta be quiet. But the boss is a human being like you. Maybe in a different position, maybe you're earning more money, but it's a human being the same. You're not supposed to fear anybody. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but this is a sign of respect. You're going to start yapping and yapping when a boss come and act like he's no. nobody. You don't no. do that either. It's no, I'm not saying. Come, everybody has to be quiet. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that at all. It's, it's a certain set of sense of reverence and respect. Yes, but you always have to remember, you're not supposed to fear because people, they have like a kind of innate fear because of how we're bred to be. It's one well, thing to we, be respectful. Yeah, because we don't trust them. We don't know what <laughs> insults them from what does not insult them and we want to keep our job like the, that's true because you want you so want to eat better tomorrow safe than sorry we right no you know what type of person that is right i mean that's true you do have to you know not not fight your battles you're not really fighting but you you have to pretty much have wisdom and know how to say things when to say it who to say it to correct absolutely correct well the boss has to come down and 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 actually leaders have to be more intimate with the people that yeah. they surround yeah. so they can trust them so they could understand that you know I'm cool but there is a, a, a line of demarcation that you cannot cross because right. we cool and I, I, I understand but um, that don't mean you can do what you want to do that right. goes on the other side too we talk about leaders we got to talk about people right. also employees not understanding that when somebody is actually cool when a supervisor or a manager is actually cool do not take it for granted that means that you can do what you want to do because your boss is cool with you that, that that's not what that means so it, it goes both ways you sound like that you're speaking from personal experience is that something personal that you had someone you know? no i just i just um believe that people are like children children are like that too when you're cool with them they don't they feel like okay now we can do anything we want to that's mm. what i have experienced so with got put down and, foot. Um, yeah yeah you have to remind them hey um you, i'm still your mother <laughs> right you know watch out you can still get punished you can still get you know right 
reprimanded. And that's the same with people at the job. When they feel that they're cool, they feel like, um, you know, I can do what I want. Now, I didn't, I never had that experience because I work just as hard as my employees. Mm-hmm. So they work hard because they see because me work see, hard as a supervisor. Your, got your standards, beautiful. Exactly. Right. So I, I like to, it's not do as I say, not as I do. I like to, you know, do it. Right. So when they see me working hard, it's either you work just as hard mm-hmm. as me, you know, or you don't work at all. And then, then you look wrong. So people right. don't want to be the bad guy. So by showing them that I'm working with them, they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, let me up my game. I have to work too. Is I look wrong. And also, you do if if you if you in the trenches with your troops, you know you gonna know how things move. So they it's gonna be harder to pull the okie doke on someone who who's there with you. The same base knowledge of you digging the holes, going out there getting dirty. I get dirty too as a leader. So. You telling me BS, I'm going to know it's BS. You tell me that you're doing something proper, I'm going to know it's proper. So, right. yeah. So, people going to innately know some people who are going to try and slide. They're going to know what they can get away with. And then there's going to be people who like, you know what? This lady's, he's all right. Well, she's all right. She she knows her stuff. And that's what people draw a lot of respect from. At least you have uh, a certain level of experience mm-hmm. in whatever field or industry that you're in. You know, because there's people who are put in manager positions in certain industries, they have no business being there. Yeah, you could be a good manager overall, but if, you know, you manage uh, a bookkeeping or say accounting, and mm-hmm. then they gonna put you managing uh, a construction site, not even in the, in the office, a site. I'm like, no, it's just different, you know? But it also depends on the people, what kind of leadership style that you are. You have to understand, again, that's where humility comes in as well. Where you're gonna have to- Depends on what, um, how big your company is because there will yeah. be an argument about how can I manage, how can I be intimate with a bunch of people that's under me when the, the company is so big, if I'm a CEO or COO or whatever. And my quick, my answer to that is in your training, mm-hmm. they should put you in each department for at least a week so right. you can understand yep. exactly what's going on in yep. that department. Right. You know, at least a week or two in every department so you can know, you know, because a lot of them are out of touch. They don't know. They don't know the people that's there. They They don't know the the psychological problems that they have. Right. And it's by seeing you visually does something at least for people. Right. Exactly. That's and that's one thing that um, military leadership follows the pattern that they follow. Is that, you know, it's usually the, the, the commissioned officers, you know, captains, colonels, lieutenants, all that stuff. They usually switch them out every two, three years for a per assignment. So once you start off, you start off, you know, um, in engineering for two, three years and you move on. Okay. Now you're going to go into recruiting another two, three years. Now you're going to go into, you know, food services or something like that in the military. So it gives that individual a well-seasoned approach of how to be a leader, which is good for the individual, I feel. But I think for the, for the, um, the organizations that get that person for two or three years, that's kind of bad on their side because when you look at it on a corporate or private um, mindset, even federal mindset, when you change leaders out every two, three years, that's usually a sign of, you know, things not going good. But, you know, I don't want to back, you know, get off course too much because speaking about military, you know, I had a position in military was basically was a leadership position and everything. So it's, it, it was that place to eat you up. It's basically uh, marketing and military combined in one. 
So you had to be on your P's and Q's. You know, I, it took me a while to get myself together. But then when I was there, I understood, okay, cool. If I let things slide, then people will walk all over you. But then when I set standards now, I have policies, local policies, and I made sure I, I communicated that with my leadership so then they could back me as a leader representing them. It made things so much easier. And then people knew where they, where you stood. So if they were going to try the okie doke, they couldn't do the okie doke because it's like, nope, I know I may want to try and do this, but this guy right here, he's not going to let that slide. So that was like one of my most recent stints in a leadership position where, and I liked also, I had like a lot of sites that I went to. And it's one thing when you're like in the big office, quote unquote, the big office, and then people do come back and forth through there. But when someone from the big office goes out to the sites, the multiple sites that we had, just you being there like, Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Nice to see you. It's just, you know, even it could be bad news or whatever, but you're there. I care. I'm on the ground. Let me see what's going on. Let me breathe the same air you're breathing. Let me go through some of the trial and, and, and tribulations that you're going through so I can see it with my own eyes. So at least now when I go back to the big office in the clouds, I at least have a better respect to help you be the best you. So that's how you got to be a leader to be, be a proper presence. And then also you have to have that, that reverence for the people that's under you. I don't like saying under you, like people are supposed to be over other people, but it's, it's the nature of the position. Yeah. You know, but it's the nature of the position basically, you know, so it's like it's servitude. Let me, let me do, let me give you the, let me give you the opportunity to have all the resources you need, all the training you need. And, and the man I was available to do what you need to do. So I know you have, you're set up for success and not failure. That's how you set up for success. Cause that's what a leader is. You got to make sure people under you are set up, for success, not saying I'm a leader. Look at me. No, people do that. And that's the unfortunate part. They want the title and the paycheck. That's more pride. Pride don't have room well, for humility. Well, they have to be set up. The, the structure has to be set up. We cannot blame just our managers and our supervisors. That setup mm-hmm. has to, when you come to a job to apply to be a manager or a supervisor, mm-hmm. whatever structure is there, Mm-hmm. to follow that's what you have to follow so if they say you get training for one month what does the training consist of the training consists of you sitting down and they dictating to you exactly <laughs> what you need to do right right now after that you don't get hands-on right and that's the problem no retention before you even accept or before you even can accept or be given the the title of manager supervisor you should be a regular employee for a month just yeah. to see oh, like, like, how like long. Like undercover boss. Exactly, sort of. exactly. So then you know the workings, the inner workings of your the job. So when right. somebody comes with their foolishness about, I had to do, for example, let's say the smallest thing, the supermarket. I had to do aisle three and aisle five. Mm-hmm. Now you worked already, so you know it doesn't take three hours to do aisle three and aisle five because you actually worked aisle three and aisle five. Mm-hmm. You already know. So you know when somebody's fooling around and BSing. Right. Right. So you can say, well, listen, you got aisle three and aisle five and it should take you approximately 45 minutes because I've worked it already. So then you cut that in half. You cut the BS in half and you, you, you micromanage the work hours without micromanaging because you already know you've been there you've done that but we don't do that we just sit there for and and 
and ask questions or be uh, taught what to say, how to say, what to do, what not to do. And okay, after a month, here's your manager. Yeah. Go be a manager. Right. You know, and the system has to change. Yep. Uh, boy, I used to say this a lot. You know, I, I always just say, make sure it's the disclaimer. I don't literally mean this, but the last place I was just working at, too, I said, this place, you know, someone asked me, oh, Mr. Ashley, what is it that you think that this place needs to change? I said, this place needs to be raised to the ground, burn it down, and build it back up. Now, I'm not saying I was going to go burn it down, but literally, sweep and clean everything out and redo the whole structure because it's the only way because we have a lot of toxicity and a lot of faulty systems that are just in place and it's part, part of the culture too. My thing was like, I know it was the culture. I know I didn't have enough um to change the whole culture, but I had enough to at least change somewhat in the area I was in control in, in my office, the way I present and put things out because I made sure I made a lot of training material. Um, so people can't say, I don't know what to do, or at least I could say in detail, here's what you need to do. Here you go. Be a better you because I tried my best to say, okay, in layman's terms, someone may not know what to do, how to do something. Let me break it down as easy as po- as much as possible. But again, where I was, it forced me to be a better person and to have a better mindset as a leader where I saw things on a, on a grand scale where I opposed to just, you know, some leaders or managers, they just very reactive. You don't get anywhere being reactive. And the unfortunate part is a lot of us are in areas and cultures where it is reactive but just what you were saying just now Natasha was that you know the culture got to change you know people don't know what to do properly people aren't doing the right thing the systems that are supposed to be there are not there or it's not strong enough to sustain proper growth in everybody because everyone has the potential to be a leader you know and that's how we groom people to be a leadership in a leadership position or a leader. You may not be, you know, someone who as, is as charismatic and vocal as The Rock. You know, you may not talk like Barack Obama. You may not have the the upfront um, foresight and ingenuity like a Steve Jobs. You might have it if you're groomed for it. Or you could probably be a leader in another sense. You don't have to be like everyone else. Everyone who you see who's actually, you know, quote unquote made it or are admired for how they talk and how they lead and inspire others. That's them knowing who they are and they have their standards and they know what's broken in the world. So they are doing the best they possibly can every day to be the best them so they can help you be the best you. So that's what you have to do. You're not going to sound like anybody else. You could borrow from ideas because all the books that I've read and things that I've practiced, even my own practices, you know, people borrow from me and I borrow from people. That's how you build each other. But you have to know yourself first. Humility is where it all starts. So once you know and understand yourself first and build yourself up, it'll be much easier now for for you to build and help other people. Don't run out hoping to like, you know, knowing how to talk real good and people want to admire you, want people to stand up and clap every time you talk. No, don't do it for that. You do it specifically because you see the bigger picture. You see that something is missing. There's a problem here. And I think I know the tools or the, the pro- process to fix it. 
I believe I know how to help other people, but you can't help other people if you can't help yourself, if you're not in this proper mindset, you know? So basically, are you growing people, groom people for leadership? It's humility. You got to grow yourself first and you have to know other people and then respect other people. You have to be able to identify other people's strengths and their abilities. That's, you know, one part we were talking a whole lot about and I wanted to at least talk about that real quick before you wrap it up is you have to know the people around you. You know, you have to know your strengths and abilities and not to say that, you know, once you find it out, that shit is locked in stone. You spend every day learning. Every day is an opportunity to learn something new, regardless of who you are, what position you are, what your finances look like. You learn something new every single day about yourself or something around you. So you have to look at other people, too, and figure out what are their weaknesses? What are their strengths? What are they good at? You know? I'm not going to, I don't want to really put someone who has to deal and interact with people and talking with people is not their strong suit. They may know how to organize the hell out of some files or they know how to, how to streamline a process, but they may not be a people person. I'm not going to try to focus them and force them down there, you know, unless it's really necessary, you know, or I'm not going to try and put someone somewhere where this, they don't belong. So many people have lost jobs and lost confidence in themselves because People judge them, you know, in the wrong, in the wrong type of lens. Albert Einstein said that, you know, you can't judge a fish by the, his ability to climb a tree. No, to climb a tree. So, you you know, you're going to, you know, say that the fish is a loser, is a loser and can't get itself together because he can't climb the tree. The fish is made to swim. You can't put the fish in the, in the tree and then, you know, have everyone point and laugh at it or you're not going to get anywhere in life. Fire the fish. He didn't climb the tree. The fish don't belong in the blasted tree. Put him in the water. He will blow everybody out the water. All right. It's going to lose the race against a monkey or a bear or even a cat up the tree. But you put all of them, the monkeys and the bears and the cats in the water. Fish will blow them out the water literally every time. So you have to realize and recognize everyone around you. So it's, it's again, what I said about leadership is about humility. It's all about humility because it's not about you. Okay. Yeah. And will feel good when you make other people feel good or help when you reach the mission or you, you accomplish things or help people, you know, get better, uh, uh, be a better version of themselves. But being a leader really and truly is not about you, man. You have to look past you, look at other people. What do they need to be great? You know, am I helping them with the resources, with my planning, with talking with them? Am I really engaging with them or am I just dictating them what to do? Because I'm stressed because I'm getting stressed from higher up or we got to make these, these, you know, uh, we got to produce. We got to get these statistics up. You know, so I don't care what you do, just do it. See, that don't, it may work sometimes, but for most of life it doesn't work and when you peel back the the layers of the onion you you come to the core and the core of the problem is always going to be home training and educational training right now there's a debate about should we teach lgbtq in school but really we should should we teach emotional intelligence in school should we teach should we teach how to deal with problems how to deal with people how to challenge you know um, Mm -hmm. ourselves life lessons life lessons exactly at home and at school this is what we should teach to make a better person so when they get into a structure 
um, a business, they already have the tools. You know, it's easy to say, yeah, do this and do that and do this, but you have to be, people have to be taught this. Right. You have to be taught how to deal with, how to have patience, how to deal, you know, only some of us have that gift, that ability that we're born with, that they have patience or, or, you know, with people, but we have to be taught how to deal with our own emotions, how to be self-aware of ourselves. These are things we need to be taught as parent, um, as children, you know, from our parents and in the educational system. So by the time we get to the work workforce, we already halfway there. We, we you know, we more ready than we usually than we are yeah. now. Exactly. So we're not focused on that. We're focused right. on the wrong things. Takashi sixty nine. We focused on. Uh, yeah, we're focused on the wrong things. We, we've been groomed <laughs> in society to look at the wrong things. On real just housewives get the money, just and get stuff. The money. Yeah, you know, but now you see, you can have all the money in the world. There's, there's so much rich people out there, and they're and miserable. So, exactly, they're because miserable. they never was taught they still how empty. to deal with themselves. Right. How to make life fulfilling. Life life will always be fulfilling if you help other people. Like, why you have money? Why don't you go and bake bread and feed the homeless? Why don't you go be productive in society? Why Why feel lonely? You know, be a part of something. Be a part of people. Right. So... So it's again, it's all about, it's all about just, um, more than you. It's, it goes beyond you. Look at other people. That's how you really start. Not just about getting money or getting a title. You're going to end up all wrong, going to end up screwing up other people's lives too, possibly with along with your own. So it all starts with the core, with you. Look at everything past you. And I guarantee you it's not going to be overnight. You got to be patient. It's not going to be overnight, but once you start realizing things past you, better things will happen for you and people will see that you are better for them. So you got to make sure that you poise yourself to be an asset and not a liability because people could bring in money and revenue and still be a liability because you're calling people to quit. You're only looking at short-term gains. You're not looking in the long-term growth of an organization or people that you're around. But anyways, we don't want to ramble on too long. Hopefully, we have a lot more. I'm pretty sure we could just go on and on. We probably will have another another part and topic dealing with leaders and leaderships and growth and all that wonderful stuff. But for now, this was Corey Ashley. This is Natasha Ashley. Thank you for listening to another Brooklyn Baritone podcast. We're gonna, you're gonna hear from us next time. Hopefully, you know, you keep contacting us. Um, we will answer any kind of questions you have. In the meantime, peace. Be blessed, y'all.